What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss Major League Baseball and the current lockout situation. We talk about the NBA. Uh, who do we believe is the MVP so far, and who do we believe is coming out of the Eastern and Western Conference uh, conferences for the NBA Finals? We also talk up a little bit of the NFL. So make sure you tune in for this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. I know we've been gone for a while. We'll be back. This is week three. We plan to be very consistent so we can keep knocking you guys over the head with a bunch of sports topics that we feel is most relevant or most prevalent for the week since the last time we we got together. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. E, what's good? Oh, man, it's another day. Oh, my water bottle is somewhere, but I'll get to it eventually. How about a water cup? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sip until you get your bottle. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I, I, I mean, I know where I want to begin. I want to begin with Major League Baseball and this travesty that we have a lockout going on. We got all that money, all that baseball is just one of the richest sports out there, despite it being – the least popular, despite being long, despite being something kids nowadays don't even want to be a part of, yet they make money hands over fist and they can't seem to come together to make the league run on time. What, what, what's your thoughts on this? Well, it seems like baseball goes through this issue every, every um, what, six, you know, five to six years where there's a threat of a work stoppage and you have millionaires and billionaires going at it. It's the haves and the have-nots going at it. It's, uh, you know, in this day and age where, you know, COVID has, you know, changed, you know, all of our lives in one form or fashion. People have lost jobs all over the place, and these guys are squabbling some money. You have a real – you have a – you're a real threat of losing a lot of your fan base. I mean, you already lost a lot of your fan base to other sports, um, football, ba- um, basketball. I mean, other sports have came in and kind of robbed the luster off of baseball, which is supposed to be America's pastime. Um, but now we see these, you know, negotiation talks, you know, for us guys that just, you know, like to watch baseball, you know, we understand that there's money and that's what all comes down to. It's all, in my opinion, all about the dollar and who was getting the bigger slice of the pie and how is money going to be distributed between certain teams. And, you know, it, it, it's rough. I mean, it, for the, for those guys that are not making the multi-million dollar contracts, I did hear that the union has a 15 grand, I think it's a month stipend um, to kind of help out some of the players. I mean, some of the guys that are, have made millions, you know, on their contracts are probably well to do. Other people that haven't made those big contracts, those big million dollars are still, you know, you know, they still got a lot of, you know, they got a lot of bills. They got, you know, the cars, you know, you know, the families, the wives, the mistresses, the mistresses to the mistresses, the baby mamas. <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of bread they gotta break off and they can't afford, you know the checks that you know to, to not come but like i said i understand it's it's all about the money it's all about how the pie is getting sliced up i understand that the players want all the teams to spend money because they're figuring that's going to you know affect them in the end when their pocketbooks and then you have some of the smaller markets that don't want to spend that money a because they probably really don't got it and b they really can't or they just really can't afford to do it or they just don't want to. So they're at a loggerhead about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, they have the luxury tax in place for those teams that really want to spend and do stuff and, you know, they get penalized, but then you have those small market teams that no matter what they do, they just won't spend and they rather let their high talent uh, players kind of go to different teams or they'll trade them and, do whatever. I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, 
whole point of you owning a baseball team is because you're trying to win. I don't, I don't know if any owner is really going to sit there and just have a team. Well, shit, I'm contradicting myself. Yes, there are owners out there, especially in baseball, that making money hand over fist over a baseball team because they just want to make a profit. They're not so much worried about the product they put on the field, which is uh, very much a shame um, considering how many people actually love the sport and, you know, can live, eat, sleep, breathe baseball, can tell you all the stats and all the unwritten rules and things that you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing in the game. And I mean, it's this, it's such a, you know, goes back into the 1800s when they were playing this game. And it's, it's just a shame that right now where they have the ability with everything that's going on to really grasp some, um, some, I don't know, some consistency is just try to try to bring the bring the game back to some pro, some sort of prevalence where it was. You know, they don't have the Sammy Sosas and the Mark McGuire's this time around when they had that last lockout. They could go out there and have a home run derby type of a season and really draw fans in. And you know, you don't have the steroid era to kind of bring that little bit of controversy and all that type of stuff that's going on. So. I don't know what they're going to do to get, they really pretty much climb themselves climb themselves out of this hole other than they need to get come to the table and get put something put together quick so they can at least start the season if just a day late or two days late and not have to miss significant games because if they miss significant games they they can might as well just write the season off write, write the season off as a loss because you got to remember uh alternate football league is starting up this spring <laughs> So there's going to be some football games that's going to be played. Um, you got women's basketball. Basketball is being played well into the summer. I know golf isn't all that, but golf, you know, depending on how exciting it could be, there's going to be some sports. And then you got uh, Olympic, uh, I guess, like Pan Am, Pan Am games and different types of sport games that will be going on. There'll be enough stuff to occupy the months of July and August until the NFL comes. So trust me. If baseball don't get their act together, man, they might just – it's going to be an uphill battle uh, going in to start late in the season moving forward. Yeah, they're funny because they're in Florida. It's like they, they come into the meeting. Uh, you budget? No. You budget? No. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's go play golf. And I'm like, what kind of negotiation is that? It's like you sit there for like two weeks in Florida and meet a couple of times and don't even really spend any time. It's just like, you give? No. You give? No. All right. See right. tomorrow. And then it's like, what the fuck is that? Right. <laughs> ten minute meetings. Yeah. I don't know, so you know. <laughs> but yet you want to wait to the eleventh hour to sit there and want to spend eighteen hours trying to hammer some stuff out, man. Just to give people hope and to turn around and say, hmm, it ain't gonna happen. You know. I mean, I think. I mean, eventually they're gonna. Eventually, it'll get done. Just like you said, it'll be at the eleventh hour, or it'll be a situation where, if it really goes deep into it, once you know people start really feeling it. Um, but I understand. I think the um, the union, um, you know, they, they they really got took into the woodshed the last go around with the CBAs, and but the CBAs before that, they gave up a lot of stuff. So I think this time they're really trying to you know hold their ground and stand firm and in past in the past years you know a lot of leagues looked at you know the major league baseball union as one of the strongest and like the standard bearers because they usually would kind of not always get their way but they all stood firm and was able to kind of you know you know go you know you know go to bat and get something but now there is it seems like the reverse and uh you know, I know there's some talk about the owners want to tack on, I think, make the playoffs 14 teams now as or expanding it. Um, I think the the unionists, I think, is a little bit waffling on that, but they might agree to expand if you give them some more money on the back end. And I think the owners are a little bit, you know, bullish on that. So it's, it's sort of like how, you know, football was. You know, the owners is like, well, we want another game. And players is like, that's too much, you know, task on the body. Oh, here's a flip. We'll just cancel one um, preseason game and then give you another game. Technically, they're not changing nothing. They're just making one a preseason game to a regular season game, and everybody got some money whacked up. So I think at the end of the day, 
something about that is going to have to come out where, you know, there are hopefully this doesn't draw out too much where you're not going to just lose six games, which they can make up easily. Let's say you lose a month or two and then peak. you start losing months. <laughs> and they've done it before. I think in they've the stretch of season 94, mm-hmm. they lost, they lost a damn near half a season. I, Cause I remember the Yankees were going into the playoffs uh, in 93. They stopped the season like mid season 93 didn't pick up to mid season 94. That was, that was crazy. It was real crazy. Oh gosh. I was, I was so hot. The Yankees were looking good that season. And then Don Madley retired. He never got a chance to get a ring. And then right after Madley retired, the Yankees just went on that dynasty there for <laughs> 10 years. All the young guns came up and then, you know, they were off to the races. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know Madley was pissed, boy. Mm, I would have been. But anyway. Well, Major League Baseball, if you can hear me, Manfred and all you jokers over there, all you owners, man, get your shit together, man. Pay these jokers. It's not like a couple extra couple millions of dollars ain't gonna hurt you guys. They ain't gonna hurt you guys in the bottom dot in the bottom line. Pay them jokers and make sure you pay your minor league squads too. Have them stop living out their damn cars. Give them some livable wages. I mean, that's their farm system for, for Christ's sake. Take care of them boys like you take care of your, your boys in the major league. Stop being some cheap asses. That's all I gotta yeah. say about it. <laughs> and uh, you know, I guess the you know the real sticking point, you know, is you know the proposed raising of the um, you know tax threshold from two ten to two twenty to over the next three seasons, and you know, of course, you know that salary cap threshold or tax threshold is going to mean, like you said, that the, um, the halves, like the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, you know, other teams. They can spend. <laughs> Those other small market teams, they can't spend. <laughs> you know, they have to be frugal, and and that's where the lockerhead comes in with the players. Like, where everybody got to spend so we can all get our money. And some of the teams is like, we just can't do it. <laughs> right. Well, no, they could do it. They just choose not they to. They just don't really want to do it. <laughs> I mean, Miami considers themselves a small market team, but yet they want to damn – they want a damn uh, World Series. Tampa Bay considered a small market, but yet they've been to the playoffs in a, in a World Series. Cincinnati, you know, all these Cleveland, all these places that are considered small markets, they all somehow make it to the postseason, all somehow make it to the World Series, regardless if they win it or lose it. But they seem to get there. And if they pumped a little bit more into their damn, into the organization, pump some more money into their players, to see how much more money they would generate via tickets and via ticket sales and advertising and all the other type of stuff, you see what exactly you guys could do. But no, nah, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to sit there and invest. So, but of course, that's the uh, that that that's the uh, that's the drawback. You see those teams like the Florida Marlins and, and Cincinnati and other teams that you know not only went to the postseason but won a won a won a World Series. And they didn't have a high, you know, they didn't have, they didn't have a high um, payroll. So, you know, other people are like, well, so they can do that and not spend that much money. I want to do that <laughs> and not spend that much money. But then it's, but then that's where it all comes, you know, the conflict comes because it's like, no, 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 no. We don't want you to like spend a little. Yeah, you might be able to get some teams there that you got a good collection of talent because you got a good farm system. And you catch all these guys good on their, you know, first or second low contracts. Mm-hmm. When they want to get paid, you don't want to pay them. So cats is, you know, off to the races. You can't blame them either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They sit there and see what their, see what their brethren is doing. And other squads are like, this joke over here, same position as me, putting up the same stats, but he making 25 million a year, and I'm only making four. Mm-hmm. I, I want 25 too. So they only shoot. You know, I want to be able to eat filet mignon and lobster, lobster tails every night instead of eating, <laughs> and eating fish sticks for the other six. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know. They, just get your act together, man. Just get a deal together or at least put a short-term deal together and get back to the table once the season starts so, you know, we can we can at least have a season. And let's have some fun. Let's, I want to go to a baseball game this year. I haven't been in a while. 
Because if you guys blow another season, I mean, they got real lucky. I mean, when they blew that last season and then the home run race, that was what, like two maybe years or three years after that, you know, the the, um, the cancel season when, you know, the, you know, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, you know, you know, got everybody watching like mm-hmm. two seasons and everybody was still like, I don't want to go back. And then that occurred now. A lot of people turned a blind eye <laughs> to what was going on, you know, because, you know, viewership was up, revenue was up, everybody was back to watching baseball. Nobody wanna upset the apple cart because they just came from the, the you know, the, the shortened strike season. And now you got so much attention. That's a whole nother story. But as I always said, everybody knew what was going on. A lot of people that knew and turned a blind eye, nothing happened to them. I'm sorry. F you, Canseco. <laughs> you attention-wielding whore. You. Just because you couldn't get no love, you had to drop a dime on everybody. And that's why baseball is in the damn spot where it is. Everybody was happy when they was juicing. But nobody cared. But nobody because, cared. Because your little crybaby ass wasn't getting no attention, and you had to get out of baseball, then everybody had to go down with the shit because of you. Yeah, he did a Nino Brown. If I gotta go, everybody gotta go. <laughs> Cornball. <laughs> you got your money, man. Well, he broke. Well, he's obviously was broke to, to come out with a damn book like that. But man, everybody was everybody was eating. Everybody was just doing well. <sighs> Get me started on that. <laughs> oh, speaking about baseball. What's up with your boy? Uh, you know, El Capitan. You know, he's, ah. uh, he stepped down from CEO and um, sold. You know, sold his interest, which was a small interest. I didn't realize, and now he's a uh, he's no longer a part of the team. Guess he gave it a shot. Realized it was a lot more hectic than what he wanted to. Well, you know what? I think it would have. I think when he comes from an organization like the Yankees, to spend his entire career. And you're dealing with an organization that's not afraid to spend money. But then you're going to an organization that don't want to spend no money at all. I think, you know, I think he tried to take some of his influences and what he learned coming up in the Yankee farm system to try to get it down in Miami. And it just wasn't working. And I get, my gut tells me that he probably just got fed up with it and said, you know what? I can't deal with this. You know, there's talent out there. I can get talent here, but you're telling me I can't spend no money? got to go. And I guarantee ESPN is about to throw a, boat, a boatload of money at him. Because you know what I'm thinking? I don't know how cool A-Rod and Jeter is if they're fly like that. Because I know they had some beef back in the day when they were both playing together because, you know, egos and all that thing kind of kind of play, play a part. But I think what they want to do for Major League Baseball is what they're doing for the NFL with the, Man, uh, with, uh, the Manning brothers where they want to have a broadcast mm. like that, but for baseball. And that is right up A-Rod's alley because he can sit there and talk his crap. Instead of trying to be a broadcaster, he can sit there and talk baseball, but also talk about the game while talking baseball. And I'm wondering if they want to team him up with a, with a Jeter or somebody to really drum up some a different audience to, to sit there and watch the game. I think that would be kind of intriguing. I know I'd be definitely interested in Probably watching the the, month, the Sunday or Monday night baseball, whatever they decided, you know, the, the date that they would want to have that broadcast and uh, and put on air. I think that'd be really cool. That would be. I mean, um, you know, I like watching the uh, demanding. They, they have a lot of um, guest hosts, and uh, it's it, it it was a little it was a little shaky at first, but once they got their their, their footing, you know, it was you know it's pretty interesting. I don't know how personable, you know, you know, Derek Jeter is because he never seemed like that much, much personality, I should say. Like you got, you know, Peyton Manning has a lot of personality. Eli, not so much, but they, they play off like, you know, you know, it's like almost the funny guy and the, and the straight guy. And they just, mm-hmm. and they just play off well. I mean, A-Rod is okay. I've, I heard him, I watched him when he analyzed, he's pretty good. Um, Derek, I don't know. He, he rarely speaks. <laughs> and that's what makes him so great and so elegant. That's why I ain't had no stories about him. 
That's why he played. He he had a squeaky clean career. Is that man never opened his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Went down in he the players' of hall of fame. <laughs> right. Heard you heard a bunch of rumors. You heard about a, a, bu- a bunch of what ifs and what he did do, <laughs> especially when he had his uh, his friends come take him a visit. Uh, but you never heard that man say anything negative or say anything to spark up any type of controversy. So you, you're right. He he may not he may not bring that personality. That uh, you'll definitely need somebody to be that contrast, A Rod. And I don't know who could be that contrast. Maybe a big poppy would be cool. No. Um, <laughs> that would be interesting because you know them two, they have mad respect for one another, but they bring different type of uh, different type of style. And Poppy could bring that. Oh, they're both Latin American because uh, A Rod, I believe, is Puerto Rican or some sort some sort of Latin American. I forget what uh, nationality is, but he's definitely not American. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, I don't know. Whoever, I, I would like to see that that style of broadcast because it just give it a different. It gives it a different vibe. It wouldn't be baseball is a stale per se because you have to have a lot of that idle chatter in between pitches and in between all that sort of stuff. So they're always talking about something. But a rock can bring some sort of story that you wouldn't necessarily hear from broadcasters who never played the game um, into into picture, which will make things really interesting. Mm. Yeah, but I think I think enough can be said, you know, these work stoppages, you know, they always concern, you know, you know, the fans, the hardcore fans, even the passing fans, because the passing fans, you know, they'll just they'll find something else to watch. You know, you get into April and there's no baseball and, you know, you go to basketball. Me personally, I hope baseball goes on because that's a big portion of our company's sports entertainment revenue. If they ain't playing, you're going to have a lot of nervous people up in the building. <laughs> but you know what ESPN will do? ESPN will do, they'll sit there and find something like Japanese baseball or they'll find some Latin American baseball. They'll sit there and get some broadcasters to broadcast that joint in English. And they'll play it, and the, they did it before. They, <laughs> they did it. They, yeah, did it they will watch. So, basically, baseball better watch themselves because ESPN is not afraid to go out there and find some damn league out there just to, to get some additional eyeballs on something to fill up uh, airspace. Yeah, I think they'll get their acts together because you know, like I said, the pandemic shut a lot of stuff down, and you know, they lost a lot of revenue. You know back in 2020 and mm-hmm. they just i guess starting to kind of you know get the way back and kind of recouping some of that money and then i have a long drawn out thing like this i mean everybody's gonna have to make some concessions but you know they need to get a deal done that everybody can live with and uh i think they will i think you might miss maybe at best a, a month but if they keep dicking around, you might lose several months. Yeah, you know, people live for the opening day. If that's ever a time, even the suckiest of teams will have a full house, is opening day. And these teams are missing out on major revenue from a two or three game homestand just because they want to be hardheads and not try to work with one another. Oh, well. Oh, well. So let me ask you this, moving right along. Who is in your top three for NBA MVP as it stands right now? Ooh. Uh, I would say uh, it would have to be Joel Embiid. Uh, let's see who else. Excuse me. I'll put DeMar DeRozan in there. Mm. Okay. And um, the other person who's escapes me right about now. (laughs) 
Trust me, I can't even think of three names. So I'm just <laughs> I, obviously Embiid is one for me. DeRozan is an interesting choice. Very interesting. Um, I want to throw. I love to throw Steph out there just because he's just Steph is just being Steph. Um, but one that just keeps popping in my mind right now, just because without him, he wouldn't. The team wouldn't be where they where they are right now, and having their playoff footing will probably be John Morant. Mm. Mm. Uh, single-handedly have them in the top six in the West, even despite missing some time in December because he had that foot injury or his leg injury. And not only that, the man is like a human highlight reel right now, just putting together some ridiculous dunks, crazy shots, the whole nine yards. It's, uh, it's unbelievable the type of season that he's having, and this is only year two. Who, um, um, you said John Moran? This this year three. Year three, yeah. Okay. But still, considering how young he is, I think he's about 22, 23. And he's only, and he's only, you know, scraping the, the, the top of his potential right now. Just kind of scary. And considering how, He's only about like six one, six two. He's not he's not very tall, and he's just out there just really balling and putting uh, Memphis on his back. You gotta give that. You gotta give him some props. He more than likely won't win the MVP, but he is putting himself up there for the conversation. Yeah, I like John Morant. Um, I was liking him when he was coming out. You know. Um, when he came out into the NBA draft, I thought he had a bigger upside than um, than um, Zion Williamson. Um, but um, no, he's he, he's definitely up there. I don't I, I, I don't want to say MVP yet, but then again, always based on you know the record of the team, yada 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 yada. I mean, if you're gonna go over that case, there's a case you made for Giannis, there's a case you made for, you know, CP three or Devin Booker, maybe. Um, but I like him. He's good. I mean, he's you know, the dunk and that little putback <laughs> that he did at the game the other night. I mean, mm-hmm. that was uh you know that was amazing. So he's really um you know, you know, he's really showing and coming to his own into the NBA. Um, Embiid is having, you know, an MVP caliber year, but DeMar DeRozan, the, what he's doing down there, it's a caveat with the with the Bulls, though. The Bulls don't always beat the best teams, but they still have one of the, the, the better records in the East. So I'm not sold on them, but still, what he's doing, um, DeMar DeRozan, you can't, you can't sneeze at that. Um, but right now, I think it's probably Embiid and DeMar DeRozan right now with Embiid probably his to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show my me watching NBA, but watching it from afar for right now just because it ain't the playoff time, and that's when it really matters. I, I do I do find great joy in watching the Lakers suffer. Um, <laughs> and it's not and it's not so much that you know I like to see LeBron lose because I, I enjoy LeBron. I think LeBron LeBron is ultimately, you know, he he's proven himself. He is who he is. I don't need to say he's this or he's that. But I like how some pundits were like, oh my God, this is the team to beat. Versus some pundits were saying, like, you know, 10 years ago, this was the team to beat. And it was that whole great big debate, like a bunch of old guys. And now they're looking like a bunch of old guys. <laughs> and it's just interesting to see how LeBron faces this sort of adversity. Adversity. He's been out a couple times with some injury. AD seemed like he's been out half the damn season injury. I think this whole thing in LA is really taking a taking a toll 
on um, on Westbrook mentally. You know, because we know he's the, the you know he is the type of player, but he needs volume shots. Obviously, he's not a very good shooter. We've known this. We've known this for years. He's a volume shooter, and he does well considering he takes a bunch of shots. But he's still explosive. He's still who he is. He still gives you 100% effort on defense, uh, rebounding, assists. He gives you all that. But you know what? Uh, everything is just screwed up in his mind right now just because of everything that's going on in L.A. And he really thought he was coming home to be a part of something special. And I would just love to see that whole thing just blown up. <laughs> <laughs> And wow. Al, welcome, welcome. Oh, he's gone. He was there so shortly, and he's gone. Yeah, so I'd love to see it blown up. <laughs> Might get your choice. I think I've, I've heard that um, in the off season they're going to look to move him. I think it's it's been reported or was reported that the Lakers organizations and the Westbrook have mutually came to a mutual understanding that it would be beneficial from both parties to part ways. So at the end of the season. Yeah, they couldn't. There was nobody that was going to take on him in this massive contract, you know, in midseason. I mean, he didn't play himself well enough over the first half of the season, or at least most, you know, the first three quarters of the season to have anybody want to bite on him. I thought he was actually doing a lot better when he was in, you know, Washington. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. he, like you said. You know him and Bradley Build. They were doing. They were doing some things there, um, and I think, like you said, he's a volume shooter. He was a volume shooter back when he was in the Wizards. Volume shooter. He was in Houston, and he was definitely a volume shooter when he was at OKC. When he had the greenest light of anybody outside of a couple of people to do whatever he wanted to do, which is one one reason why he averaged a triple double for a whole season because it was him and then everybody else were, you know, secondary, but. I agree with you. It's, it's not worked well in L.A. Um, it is a mess. Um, I know LeBron wanted the Lakers to do more, but in order to do more, they would have to give up pieces in the future. And they already gave up pieces, some young players to get A.D. And um, I think the Lakers was like, we're not going to mortgage our entire future, you know, to move heaven and earth for, you know, you know, Russell Westbrook to get somebody in. And you're only going to be here speaking about LeBron James for the next mm-hmm. two years. Yep. And then after two years, when your contract is up, you're probably going to bounce. And then we're mm-hmm. stuck with maybe a, a I don't want to say aging, an aging AD, but you're, you're stuck with an AD who's, you know, not always healthy. You might be you may be stuck with Russell Westbrook, and then you got no picks for the next couple of years. <laughs> so you have nothing to do to get better in the interim. And so, and while they're struggling and admired, LeBron James goes off to another city and does his thing. What did you feel about his comments talking about LeBron? I'm talking, I'm talking about he doesn't rule out a possibility to come back to Cleveland. <laughs> uh, it could be his way of trying to light the of light the fire under the Los Angeles organization to try to either a you know do something with Westbrook or or try to you know you know have the Lakers to do something you know to get a better team around him or b he could be you know really want to I think it's probably the first if I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers. Do you really want that? Do you do you really want that headache back a third time, knowing that LeBron James doesn't work well with young talent? You know, when he when he's there, he wants to have old veterans players. He doesn't work well with young players. So, are you willing to jettison some of the good talent that you got? Because you got a lot of good talent there. Finally, um, mm-hmm. but is is Cleveland are they willing to go through that headache again? for a third time. I don't know. I think if LeBron wants to come back to Cleveland, he has to come back to Cleveland under Cleveland's ownership's terms and not where ownership is taking LeBron's words as this is the only this this is the only way I'll come back. 
like, dude, we got a great team without you here right now. And we're not about to give up all this crap just to bring you back here so you could destroy us again, like you're talking about. Um, he has to come in there with the understanding, like, look, the most we're going to probably get rid of is Colin Sexton. That's it. And he's a damn good player in his own right. He's just hurt. He might not want to even do that. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we got some good talent here, man. They're young. Like, I think he's on a four-year deal with L.A.? Um, four-year deal. This is, I think this is year three? This is year three, yes. I'm like, dude, if you want to come back here, you can come back here after your years up in L.A., We'll take you on, and if you're not concerned about uh, money, we'll bring you in on whatever salary, whatever contract that we'll bring you on, and we'll also make it so that we'll try to do our very best, our very best, excuse me, when Bronny is ready to come to the NBA, we'll draft Bronny so that you can finish your career in L.A., I mean, in Cleveland, Bronny will be on the squad with you, and then we could do whatever we want to do after you're gone. And Bronny, if he if he's not even worthy, worth worthy enough to have been drafted, you know what? We wasted a draft pick on him, but there's no guarantee that the draft pick we would have picked would have worked out anyway. So we'll do what we need to do to make sure to insure you, and we'll draft your your son. But you got to come here on our own terms, and you may have to come off the bench and lead the second squad. Whoo! <laughs> That would be. The I'm just saying that's if you want to, but Cleveland has it in their in their own right mind right now. We don't need you. You coming back home is just saying you want to come back home. But if you're coming back home, dog, you're you're in your 20 and 21, or 21, 22 at this point. You're coming in under our rules. <laughs> you're leading the sec, you're leading the second squad, and we'll give you and we'll draft your son, so that you can re- so you can retire a Cleveland Cavalier. But you got to come in under our rules. Al, welcome. Welcome. Good to have you. Well, I, I don't know how much you might have heard, but what are your thoughts on that situation? So, guys, I sorry, I'm taking a minute to catch up. Um, what are you guys talking about? Well, we were talking about the NBA. We were first we were talking about who we thought is uh, in the running for the for the uh, MVP. But then we, I kind of switched lanes and was talking about how I love to see LA get blown up just because of what's going on. And Earl was saying that management was talking about possibly moving LeBron and moving Westbrook and doing a bunch of other type of stuff. And then uh, I asked him about what he, I asked him about how he felt about LeBron coming back to Cleveland, about the, the comments he made in the All-Star weekend. And Earl was like, I don't think it'd be a good idea. And I was like, I think it could work if LeBron finishes out his contract with LA and Cleveland brings him in, but Cleveland ownership makes it so that, look, we're not blowing up the squad for you. And if you do want to come back home, you're coming off the bench, but we'll guarantee that we'll draft your son when he becomes draft eligible coming out of high school. Since he wants to retire, his last season wants to be with his son. I mean, that's just nothing to cut That's just my opinion. Lakers, real quick, um, because I know what right now. Um, regards to real quick, I think they do need to blow up at this stage. Um, because Now, they need LeBron to stay, but they really need to get rid of virtually everybody else. Wipe the slate clean. I know, um, 
and I'm just going to end it there. Because <laughs> real spot right now. Yeah, I think I got the logistics of what you said, Al. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's it's. I, I think LeBron will just honor, just finish out and honor out his four years. Um, I, I, he did say he will do that. I don't think he's going to just, you know, jump and run, because um, even though the Lakers aren't going to aren't going to trade him, I always thought the trade talk with. LeBron was a little far-fetched, even though, yes, you can probably get a, a, a mighty haul for him, mm-hmm. but the trade-in might be a bad look for any other free agents that you might want to come to L.A. I mean, the best thing you do is to um, let him finish out his contract, and then at the end, I mean, you, you, you move in a different direction. I mean, I always felt that, that time his time in L.A. was going to be a little iffy, um, because he had so much history to follow behind. You, you're following behind the greats of, you know, Kareem and Worthy, Magic, Shaq, Kobe. I mean, and um, and then he gets there, his first year there, and you know, you know, God rest his soul. You know, he was in that in, in that helicopter crash with his daughter and other family members, and now it's like, you know, Kobe is almost like you know deified in, in mm-hmm. LA and it's such a hard thing to do his first year wasn't good he talked about you know bringing in AD they got AD in there gave up a lot just to get him and then they won one pandemic bubble and all <laughs> they won one but um it hasn't gone well and I was always worried that you know him going to to Los Angeles Lakers may not end well for him because I always thought that he only had maybe one good run for another championship because you had so many other teams coming up now. And and he got to the West where basically the Golden State Warriors, which was the dynasty over there, had basically, you know, broken up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, he'll be gone when his contract is, is over. I can see that. AD, they might be stuck on him for a little bit. But they'll probably try to move Westbrook, and Westbrook will be the scapegoat for this bad season if they don't make the playoffs. Which I think is just horrible, considering it's just more than Westbrook. Oh, it is. You know, <laughs> it very he, much so is. His shooting is his shooting, but y'all knew about his shooting long before he came over. So just because the shooting is sucky, don't don't the fans and management, ownership, and everybody else don't need to pile on. For Westbrook, because he gives you 110% every time he steps out on the court. So you, you have to respect his game regardless of his shooting. Because, I mean, he's trying to be that game player. He he understands that he has two other great players beside him, something that, something that he had when he was with OKC when he was really younger. But I think all very, three of them. Hmm? But it was very young. Yeah, and all all four of them were really young. If you want to consider KD, Westbrook, uh, Harden, Harden, and uh, the big, I forget the big's name, but they had a big four. They just didn't know. They were all so young. They didn't know how to work with one another. So, and they were all stars in their own right. <laughs> So, and I don't know, man. Just, I would love to see LeBron go back to Cleveland, but like I said, it'd have to go under Cleveland's terms, and ownership would have to dictate what's going to happen. And if he can't live with this is how this is going to be, then so be it. I mean, even even Mike, when he was coming down towards the end, and he was playing with Washington, he came off the bench. <laughs> did he? I thought he did. He not come off the benches last year in the season. No, uh, I don't think so. I don't think that man. I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't recall him coming off the bench when he was in when he was with um, the Wizards. However, to your point, you know, this could end up like you know Jordan in the Wizards, where at the end it doesn't look all that good. <laughs> but. Mm. 
but uh we shall see um so who are your who are your front runners for um who you think is going to make it to the uh to the eastern eastern and western conference finals nba yeah <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> huh. hmm Goodness, if this was ever a time where I don't really know, <laughs> it's very only wild. because I mean, you have to say Milwaukee just because until Milwaukee loses it, it's theirs, and Milwaukee really hasn't lost much outside of uh, the one player that they lost. I can't think of his name, but he plays for Miami now. Um. Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets. Who? Jimmy Buckets. No, 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 no. Um, the power forward that the Milwaukee had in their team. Oh, Tucker. P.J. Tucker. Yes. He plays for Miami now. I think that's the only – that was the only one true loss that they lost from that squad. Um, and they're starting to play a lot better now, considering they're not number one in the East. And I don't see the Bulls – I can't see the Bulls coming out of the East. I think they're playing well right now, but I just don't think when it comes down to the playoffs that they'll they can maintain that type of uh, what you call it in seven game series against really the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. Um, Philly's looking good, but the wild card is Brooklyn because if Brooklyn really comes together, if New York, if the mayor of New York ever comes off there, whatever the heck that's going on there, where players that are not tested can come into the city and play. But for whatever reason, New York residents can't, whatever, if they ever get rid of that convoluted rule and Kyrie's able to play full time, Ben Simmons comes into some sort of form and performs to be the player that they want them want him to be for the rest of this season. I can't see anybody beating Brooklyn. Um, but then coming out of the West, Golden State is going to be Golden State. If they ever get their acts together and start really playing, you don't think the, I'm not saying they'll come out of the West, but you can't count them down. If Clay comes back and really comes back in the form, he's showing some flashes. And if he comes back in the seven game series, if Clay is Clay, I don't think there's anybody that could sit there and touch uh, Golden State in a seven game series in the West. My opinion is not so much Clay. I think it's more so Draymond. Yeah. He's been injured a lot lately. He's getting older. You know, but they still got some young gunners down there, man. You know, and then obviously you can't count out Phoenix. Memphis is playing well. You know, you don't know which which Dallas squad you're gonna get. <laughs> I mean, it's so wide open right now. It's so wide open, and you know, and honestly, you still don't know if LA could turn it around and squeak their way up into, into the play the playing. And if they start gelling at the right time, who the hell knows what what LA is gonna bring? And it could very well be the Clippers could be the same way if. if uh, if uh, if both of them guys come back towards the end of the season, if possible, I don't know. <laughs> holler me at the holler at me somewhere around <laughs> mid-April, early May, <laughs> when things are a little bit more settled. Because <laughs> right now it just looks too wide open. Well, I, I'll say this for the eastern the eastern side. Um, let me make a special message to to our Philly fans up there who are, you know, high fiving and smiling and cheesing and gloviating over James Harding after three games and Joel Embiid front running, talking about their pick and roll is unstoppable and Embiid can't stop a, a, another person's pick and roll. But you know that's the heat of there. Let me just tell you this, guys. You got James Harden. It's gonna look. It's gonna smell good right now. It's gonna smell really good in April. It's gonna smell very, very good in May. 
but he's going to clam up short. And you might not make the finals. As a matter of fact, I'll predict that the 76ers and Milwaukee Bucks will meet in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to beat the 76ers in six games. Miami, no, don't trust them. Bulls, don't trust them. Brooklyn, the hell, I don't know. <laughs> and if people are saying they're waiting on um, Ben Simmons to be somewhat of a savior, you know, waiting for this mandate, which I think is a very, it's a silly, it's not a New York mandate. It's a New York mandate employee loophole that has Kyrie right now stuck. It's dumb. It's an employee rule, but it's a rule nonetheless that got, you know, Kyrie stuck. But if he got a shot, you know, it's going to be there. The West, I think the West is going to be uh, Phoenix and Memphis. Hmm. I think Golden, Golden State is, is sputtering. Like I said, I agree with you. If Clay is Clay, then yeah. But I think Draymond Green is the one that's really is not working well. And when you had Draymond and Steph, they were like neck and neck with, you know, Phoenix Suns, the best team in the league. Once he went down, you saw it go, and then Clay gives him a little lift, but now they're trying to manage this thing. They're not going to get back. Next year, they may. I think next year is going to be a year to watch. I think that's the year where it's going to be their last year, and I think they're really going to rip and run with Clay finally back, hopefully – Draymond is back. If they can get Wiseman back and playing, you know, any kind of good basketball, I think next season is going to be the year. And then after that, that's it. But I think it's going to be Phoenix and Memphis in the NBA Finals. And I can say if Memphis plays Golden State, they're going to beat them again. They beat them in the playing game last. I mean, in the playing thing last year. You, you don't see Dallas doing anything. Not this season. Nah. Hold up, hold up. They traded Przingis for who? Spencer Dinwiddie and Jeff. Right, 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 right. They, they. Mm. I'm a, can I jump in? Please. I had Please. To, I had to re-change my whole connection. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna be real quick about this. Um, I. First things first, I agree with everything you said, Smooth, um, in regards. Because the only, only team that I think you're missing, really, to be honest with you, is Miami. I think Miami is going to either knock either Philly or Milwaukee out. Um, I really think – I really believe in their defense, and especially after just watching this game when they beat um, – they just beat Brooklyn. Um, I think that Miami's defense – is what's going to anchor them, at least to the Eastern Conference Final. Don't know against who, because I don't know the seedings, but I think Miami has a, a good enough chance of making it to the NBA Finals with the especially, roster that they have. And, and especially they, if their shooting gets hot. Say it again? Especially if their shooters get hot. Yeah. Um, Tyler Hero right now has been the best uh, six-man, I guess you could say. Um, but he's been their leading scorer. He comes off the bench. So I, I, I say this, their defense is really what's keeping them top of the NBA right now. And I believe their defense is going to um, have them in the Eastern Conference Finals at least. I don't know what the seeding is. I think whoever, if Milwaukee or Miami play the Heat, I think one of them has a good chance of losing. Bottom line. Um, I agree with you about Brooklyn because I'm not, as much as a Brooklyn fan I am, I am not. Believe in them whatsoever. Sound like me and the Niners. Yeah, I'm, at this point, like there's two unknowns, too many unknowns. They're not ready for this this playoffs. They're built for next year, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, I agree with you about the West. Um, I but I, the only concern I have with Phoenix is because Chris Paul is still out. And yeah, yeah. Say hello. You, you no, say yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 So Chris Paul is still out, and as long as I need to see how they are with Chris Paul out, because as 
if they're able to weather the storm with CP3 out, then I give them a good chance. But until I get a good enough sense of how they are without him, I can't rule them in. I do agree with Memphis, and I do agree with the Warriors. I think out of those those teams, those are the teams that I'm very interested in. And like I said before, I said um, John Morant should be in the running for MVP um, because what he's doing with this team is remarkable. I think the Lakers at this point is is done. I don't even see them making the playoffs at all. Um, mm-hmm. Not even a play-in tournament at this stage. Not the way that they're playing now. And the fact that they didn't make any moves just solidifies that. I, I don't think that they're going. I have a. I'm not going to say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Well, they just they just uh, released DeAndre Jordan. He got picked up by the Sixers. Yeah, no, they need. I mean, truth be told, um, Philly needed another big man to recoup Andre Drummond. Now, the question is, and I'm, the only I'm concerned about Philly for one thing, really. I mean, their squad is good. They're doing what they're supposed to do right now. But the one I'm concerned about their health especially in time on the playoffs. I'm concerned about the health because they're only one injury away from one of those two two, two stars um, before they're right back into the mix of falling out of the playoffs. If they remain healthy, they have a good chance of making it to the Eastern Conference tournament, without question. Do you think that window passed? Do you think Kawhi Leonard's shot in the seventh game of the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years back was their window closing? For who, the Sixers? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's – they got two years. Correct. I agree with and that. After that so, – So you really think that the squad that they have as constructed right now is better than that squad that they had when they went to the East Conference Finals? Yes. Probably. Yes, I do. I do. Because now you have an upgrade in James Harden. Like, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals with Joel Embiid, Seth Curry. Um, uh, ben Simmons, even though he was there, he wasn't really a factor in the mix, to say, to an extent. Um, but the people that they had, um, Embiid was carrying that team. As they had J.J. Reddick. Yeah. So I think that now with the team that they have constructively, they have the team to get over that hump. Like, if this team was to play the um, the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard, I, I would have guessed that this team would have beat them in game seven. So I think this team is a lot better. Um, and I think that they are gelling at the right time. Now, I don't want to hear any complaints if they don't make use of the time that they have. Um, <laughs> And like I said before, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and dog James Harden. I'm not, you know, even though I'm a Brooklyn person, that's not I'm not going to do that. But their window of opportunity is now, and they need to take advantage of it because if they don't, Philly cannot complain. I don't even want to hear excuses from any Philly fans. Y'all have everything that y'all need at this particular moment to win at least a championship in the next two years, and if don't win that. You can't blame Tobias Harris. You can't blame Doc Rivers. You can't blame even your stars, Joel Embiid and James Harden. At this point, it's just on the team as a whole. You can't blame management. This is your opportunity. You have to show and prove. You can't blame Doc Rivers for this because, truth be told, you have all the tools. You're winning games now. Show and prove. Bottom line. I say that, I say that to Brooklyn, too. Their time was to show and prove. They didn't have that. Op- they didn't do it. Um, whether it was because of whatever reasons that they are right now, they ain't show and prove. Um, with the three big three of I, um, Irving, Durant, and James Harden, it didn't work out. Their window of opportunity starts next week. Well, I we mean, have a comment from somebody off of YouTube who wanted to know who our MVP. Ethan wants to know who our MVP is so far. Um, I think we all have. Different opinions. Well, at least I think myself and Al, we both believe John Morant and Bede and somebody else should be up in the uh, Jokic. Oh, okay, Jokic. Okay, uh, should be in the conversation. Uh, 
I think Morant, Morant stands a pretty good chance just because of what he's doing for Memphis. And Memphis wouldn't be where they are right now currently in the West without his production. Um, but real quick, you honestly believe that Philly has two years, knowing that Brooklyn has the same opportunity within them two years, because <laughs> everybody's pretty much under contract. <laughs> They're big three. Uh, everybody's under contract in Miami. Everybody's under contract in Milwaukee. And you honestly believe that a, a Embiid and Harden combo is better than Brooklyn, Miami, and uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> God forbid if Boston ever gets their act together. <laughs> I mean, I know we could talk about this forever. And Moran, Ethan, do we believe Moran is better than Trey? <sighs> I'm going to answer that real quick. Um, okay. I'm going to answer that real quick. I think as of right now, as it currently stands this season, Morant is better than Trey. One reason why is because the fact that Morant and Milwaukee, I mean Memphis has a better record. I'm not saying that he's a better player, but as of right now, he is definitely beating his team to a better record than what Trey is doing. Trey in Atlanta is still like close to 500, and there's – still not in that level where they were last year. To be honest, Trey and Atlanta Hawks need to get their act together to get back to where they are. There should be no reason why they should not be in a position of at least a fifth or sixth seed at, at best. Especially right now, stuff. they're like, right now, they're like 10th seed. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Especially with all the injuries that's going on in the East and all the Correct. everything that's going on, they should be a lot better off. And truth be told, real quick, like nobody's even mentioned about Trey in any MVP league, um, conversation. So, or any conversation at all, what in general conversation about NBA. Maybe out of Atlanta, yeah, but at this point, Morant is definitely a, at this year. Morant is much better. And Trey has to show and prove more than what he can, he's doing right now, at least in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Uh, Real quick, last question, last uh, last thing of the episode as I sit here and I want to think about what I want to ask. Uh, the NFL Combine is going on right now. Is there any player that you guys think that might be uh, one of those sleepers or somebody that you may have your eye on that your particular team should pay attention to? Being Mr. G-Men, Giants. Uh, I don't even know who the hell you wrote for, Al. Uh, I'm all over the place. Don't mind. <laughs> and I know for me, the Niners, you know, we need cornerback help. So, and we're drafting damn near. We don't even have first round picks. So, I don't even know how to, what we're going to do. So, I guess we'll just talk about the Giants right now because you guys suck and you have two first round picks. <laughs> Indeed, we do. <laughs> um, for me, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's they they need help everywhere. Um, so <laughs> it's hard to kind of pinpoint. So, I mean, offensive linemen. You know, they're not going to get the, the kid from Alabama. He's probably going to go, if not num number one, probably within the top three. Um, the kid from Oregon, the defensive end. He's probably not going to make it down to us, but you know, there's been some talk about him. So we're, we're we're five and seven. Okay. Yeah, so we're in the top ten, but we're not in the top, you know, top three. So I think a lot of players that you know we're probably going to target and look at it. You have Jacksonville, um, you have Texas. I think Texas is well, the Jets. Um, so they all we're all looking at the same folks. Um, I'm more concerned about what's going to happen this offseason because they, they've been jettisoning some players and there's been a little bit of rumbling that they might want to move off of Barkley. I mean, we can we can table that discussion to, you know, to, to next time. But, you know, I'm curious to see what the new brain trust is going to do. But. We need to get some offensive linemen, not just any old, old lineman. Someone is actually going to do something. I, I have still have horrors of Eric Flowers that didn't work out for us at all. 
and um and defensive end that gets pressure um you know on the you know on the QB. Um right now we're we're gonna probably stick with Daniel Jones because there's really nobody in the draft that's gonna make anybody wanna jump up and you know go get him. You can jump over to the 49ers and take our quarterback by all means. I told you I'd get into you for a back a pack of sunflower seeds in the ninth round pick. I'll put you like this. This is my last comment for the night. If the 49ers were sold on Trey Lands, Jimmy G would have been gone already. Thank you. They're working on a trade package. <laughs> Once again, if the 49ers really sold on, on Trey Lands, Jimmy G would be gone, or you would know Jimmy G is going to be gone. They haven't said anything. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've read where they – he just had surgery, but they're trying to trade him, so we'll see. There's some teams that could use him. That squad in D.C., Houston. There's some there's some squads that could use somebody of his stature, a game manager or whatever the hell he is, punk ass. Yeah, Let's think of this for next week because I have a feeling that we're going to have this conversation going forward. Yeah, he's not my quarterback. No, he's a quarterback of my squad. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> All right, fellas. But I think we reached our time for the, uh, for this week. If, uh, Ethan, we appreciate your questions, man. You know, make sure you tune in next next Thursday. I'm sure we'll be talking about more NBA. You know, if you have any questions, you know, drop us a, drop us a line. You can follow us on Twitter at Guys Talking Sports. Uh, you can definitely follow us here on uh on YouTube, um, we, we appreciate the comments and we, we hope that you followed us and give us a like and share us with your peoples, you know, let them know that we're, we're out here talking and we love all the support that you could possibly give us. With that, with that being said, fellas, where can folks find you? Find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and the gram, uh, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Once again, thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. Until then, stay safe and be cool. <laughs>